Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 23, Brian Wilson, running for city councilor in Ward 14, recorded on August 31st, 2018. Brian Wilson, you're running for city councilor in Ward 14. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you. Firstly, tell us, who are you? My name is Brian Wilson, father of five children, two boys, three girls. I am very active in my community and in politics, along with my union. Why are you running? So I'm running for a better future for my family and for my children, for the people of the ward in Hamilton. Right now, the way that the politics are going in the city and in the ward, it's very divisive politics. And it's not something that I see sustainable or good for the city as a whole. It's something that we need to fix and we need to get city council that's on board working together for the betterment of the city and the future. Do you live in Ward 14? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I believe it does. I think you have more, uh, you care more about the community and you care more about the ward if you're living there because it directly affects you rather than trying to work citywide for something that would directly affect you for where you live instead of the people you're supposed to represent. How have you contributed to your community and our city? So community-wise, last year we started the Westcliff Neighborhood Association. It's still in its infancy. Depending on what happens with the city council, with the election, we'll continue growing that. Citywide, myself and two others, Nate and Jeremiah, started the 100 Men Who Give a Damn charity here in Hamilton. It's a charity that we have 100 men come together. They vote on a charity that's local. And four times a year, we all come together one hour to donate $100 each, which is potentially $10,000 to the charity that stays within Hamilton to help people in Hamilton. The last charity we just had joint effort with the 100 Women Who Care Hamilton, and Indwell was the winning charity. I believe they got $17,000 donation. What are your two priorities for Ward 14 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? Ward 14 specifically, while it is a great ward and there have been a lot of upgrades and it's a fantastic spot to live and raise your family and Hamilton as a whole is as well, there are issues with safer streets, the bike lanes, the sidewalks, just the lines painted crosswalks, not only that, the parks, the public spaces, car speeding, there are issues there. I would like to see upgrades in safer streets. Transit's a big one, obviously, that's been an issue for a long time. There does need to be upgraded transit there. I'd like to see more routes, more frequent routes. I've already had people contact me with issues with the transit, just being a candidate within the last couple of months. And obviously, it's, a, it's, it's something that needs to be worked on. Citywide, again, is going to be transit. We have all sorts of issues. I grew up in Ottawa, actually, where their transit system, their bus system is fantastic. But one of the things they have is... They have dedicated bus lines. So anytime during rush hour, you take the bus out of downtown, anywhere you're going, you're going to get there a whole lot quicker on the bus than you will in a car. And it's gotten people out of their car and to take transit, even if you can afford to take your car or not. People don't want to take their car. They'd rather take the bus. And I'd like to see that happen here. 
The other thing I have an issue with is affordable housing. There is not enough affordable housing in the city. I know it's a real struggle when I was just getting into housing. I can't imagine trying to get into any sort of rental housing now with the way I know the average is around almost $1,000 a month for a rental in Hamilton. An article just came out saying you need to make a minimum wage of $18 an hour to afford a rental in Hamilton, which is a bit ludicrous considering the minimum wage is $14 an hour and we have a premier who does not want to put it up to $15 an hour. So there are going to be issues there and then we're going to have to look at ways to alleviate that and to fix that. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? I have spent the last seven or so years in politics with my union. I sit as the chair of my political action committee in my local, as the political action committee for Central Canada and the legislative member for our province, provincially, not for our province, for my union's executive board, provincially. With that, we've been doing a lot of work. We worked on the 15 and Fairness campaign. We've done a lot of lobbying on other issues such as equal pay, expanding the CPP for everybody, which we actually won that one, which was fantastic. Going ahead with that, so that brings not only lobbying skills, but as well as organizing skills, working with each other, which you need to happen in city council. You can't just try and bully your way through. Listen and talk with people is the biggest thing. You need to be engaged. You need to have face-to-face engagement. People want you out there on the streets, talking to them at events. They want to be able to access you, which that's what I will be. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium-density transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? Speaking on that question, I just, last question, we started talking about affordable housing, and that is going to be one of the issues, and and this is all part of it. I do want to say that I have had experience with this. I was actually homeless at one point in my life, about eight or nine years ago for a few months. I lived in my car, so I wasn't completely homeless. I want to make that clear so nobody gets the wrong idea. But I was homeless, and I know how hard it can be to start off and how needed that is and the access that's needed for younger folks coming into the rental units. Going ahead, this will need to be tackled. Looking at my ward, it's very built-up ward already, and it was just made smaller now that it's been cut in half from the old Ward 8 to new 14. There is already a land development happening on the Mountain Brow lands. Looking at that, I know they have applied to the OMB to have more housing units built there than what was previously allowed. So there are still ongoing issues there. And that is an area where we can look at fixing some of these things. There is transit on that road. It's walkable into grocery stores, into other areas, colleges. If it's going to be developed, it would be the perfect place to start. We also have the provincial rules that allow us to make 20% of new developments affordable housing.
which City Hall so far has not done. And I think that is something that we need to start using uh, in our toolbox to address the issues of housing in Hamilton. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 14 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? I had a couple of things for this question. You said one thing. You know what? I'm just I'm going to say what everybody should know about Ward 14 is Sweet Paradise Bakery. You have to go to Sweet Paradise Bakery. This place is incredible. If there's one thing that people should know, it's Sweet Paradise. It's on Stone Church by Upper Paradise. Head out there, get yourself a treat. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? Well, okay, so talking city services, city council is technically a city service as we're supposed to be accessible to the people and we're supposed to be working for the people. We're there to serve the people. One thing that I want to see is recorded votes has to happen and recorded council meetings, much like they have on openparliament.ca for Ottawa Parliament. Everything's recorded. Everything's accessible to the people. So you cannot backtrack. You cannot say, I did not say that. You cannot try and misguide the voters. Everything would be courted. Everything would be held accountable. And there would be transparency. And then we're going back to better transit. We need to really take a long, hard look at not only expanding the transit, and I think LRT is going to help this a lot. We need to take a look at where people are, the density of people, where they're going to, like where the major work locations are. We have two business parks that we need transit going back and forth from there, obviously, with more frequent routes. We have an airport that has a five-year plan to double the size of it, but we still don't have buses that go there on a regular basis. And that's going to be something that needs to be alleviated as well if we actually want to leverage our airport for economic reasons, right? We can make a lot of money out of this airport when it's expanding like that. And it would help the city. It'd be a huge boost to the city, but we don't have the transit to get back and forth to there right now. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Quality of life in Hamilton, I know we're, we're not the best when it comes to the rating system for raising a family. I think it's a great city. I, I'm raising my family here and I don't see us ever leaving, to be honest. I think it's fantastic right now. But we do need, and again, I'm going to go back to affordable housing, where we need to start using the tools in our toolboxes to help younger folks and even older folks that are on fixed incomes to be able to afford to live here. We've had a huge housing boom recently where it's raised not only the price of houses, but the price of rentals and wages have not kept up with that. The other thing is accessibility. We have a need for accessibility in this city for everyone. We need to make sure that everybody can get everywhere. Right now, if you're in a wheelchair, the only way to get up and down the mountain is by a bus. There's really no other way. And there's a few spots along the mountain that you can get up and down. But say someone from downtown was coming up here to do your interview, they'd have either a very long route to take or a very difficult route to take. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? Ranked ballots, I think they, they work. It's still a first-past-the-post system. It's just a different way of counting the ballots. I know that the three large political parties use them to vote in their leaders and it is being used in other areas. I would put it to a vote to the people if they want it or not. If they want it, then we implement it. That's uh, it's not a big issue, really. The one thing I do think we need is online voting. I know Brantford has it. 
It's greatly grown the voter turnout. It's very simple to vote. I know people who have voted in their pajamas on a commercial break on their phone instead of having to get up and go out. And, and it's not going to reduce amount of places to vote physically, but it does give you another option. And we're coming into a very digital age where I think that can be implemented on a municipal level. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? I thought a lot about this question, and this is a hard thing to do. It's something that we do in the union workplace all the time. And some people just aren't engaged and they don't want to be engaged. Other places, what we found is people want that face-to-face interaction. Whether young, old, middle-aged, everybody wants the face-to-face interaction. And that's what has to happen is that counselors have to be out, they have to be accessible, they have to be visible, and they have to be accessible to their constituents, and they have to engage their constituents and the people of their ward. The other thing that I thought was great, and it's unfortunate he's not running again, is Matt Green had his CivX classes online to make municipal politics simple education classes, basically. And I would like to see something like that continue. I think those were were fantastic. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager? And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Well, this one was hired just because our old city manager was so good. Obviously, he was so good that other cities wanted him. The qualities that we're going to look for in a city manager is basically going to be the same thing that he had. Like, if we could clone Mr. Murray, we would have the next city manager, obviously. If we get anywhere somewhere anywhere close to what he was, I think we'd be very lucky and very fortunate to have whoever that person will be. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? This question, I thought about this for a little bit, and I, I thought this, is, this happens pretty much everywhere now. Any, any business is in the same situation. Even a home is in that same situation, running a household. So I think a lot of people are very qualified to do this, but it's something that we have to work together on. There are going to be things that you can't always do that you want to do as a city, and you're going to have to prioritize them. Some things will be long-term projects, and some things will have to be done immediately, and that's just what it's going to be. Moving ahead, there will be other projects that we're going to want to get done, and that's where lobbying provincial or federal government comes in and and getting the financial backing that way, like we had with some of the transit projects here in Hamilton right now. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? I don't like talking about myself, which is hard when you're running for city council, so I have to talk about myself, and it feels like bragging. But I, looking four years down the road, I would like for people to look at me and say I was a hardworking person, that I was there for the people, and that I showed leadership. I think those, those three are important in a city councillor. And when voting for a city councillor, you, you need someone that's a good person. If they're a good person generally, they're going to be a good city councillor. They're going to be there working for the people, and they're going to be there working for the future. As far as city council as a whole goes, I really hope, no matter who gets in, that they look at them and they say that they were leaders of the city, which anybody in city council should be. They should be setting the example. They should be setting the bar. They should be innovative, and they should be visionaries. 
looking ahead to the future, not just to the next election. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? I just want to say thank you for taking your time out to do this. I really hope that everybody that can listens to these because it will give you an insight on all the candidates. At least listen to the people in your ward. I know this is a lot of work and you're doing it for the people and for the city. And I want to thank you for taking the time out to do that. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank the Turner Park branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their makerspace where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 23 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.